Awareness, the final frontier. These are the explorations of Jonathan Robinson and Brian Tom O'Connor. Their continuing mission, to discover fresh new paths to the mystery within, to seek out new joys and new methods of awakening, to boldly go into the heart of expanded consciousness. This is Awareness Explorers. Welcome back, Awareness Explorers. We're always happy to have you in our exploration. And I am here with my trusty co-host, Brian Tom O'Connor. And I am Jonathan Robinson. And I'm feeling a little pissed off today, admittedly, which is very apropos because our subject today is awareness and anger. And obviously it's something that's up in the news. There's lots of protests. People are upset with the political situation, the pandemic. I don't even know what I'm upset about, which is really interesting. I have anger in search of a story. Have you ever had that, Brian? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely have had that. Uh, Of course, I've discovered that you don't need to know what it's about. As a matter of fact, knowing what it's about sometimes can really get in the way. Uh Uh-huh. Well, sometimes I'll be upset about something, and and I don't know what, and then I'll think, oh, I was upset about that thing two hours ago, which no longer applies. And that (laughs) helps, because, like, the situation, you know, is whatever made me upset is no longer applicable, and then I'll feel better. but. Uh, it's interesting to um, use our our powers of awareness. I like how that sounds to explore this topic because it's normally a rather taboo topic. People don't really express anger that much in this culture, and we certainly don't talk about it. Although, if you look at society, a lot of people are annoyed or pissed off a lot of the time, and therefore diving into what it is, what we can do about it, what we normally do about it, and how we might transform it into something that is food for our spiritual awakening. That's so when true. I mention this topic, what, what first comes up for you? Well, first of all, just responding to something you said earlier, that it's taboo. It's true that in a lot of spiritual circles, people think that anger is something that you do a spiritual practice so that you no longer have. Mm. And that if someone gets angry, then they must not therefore be spiritual. But really, that's just cutting off one part of experience. And that's, I think, a recipe for depression or spiritual bypassing or worse. Because, I mean, if all is one, isn't anger and all of our emotions simply part of our experiencing? Yeah, definitely. And I think I was victim to that way of thinking that I grew up in a angry household. So I kind of suppressed my anger or tried to spiritual bypass it away. And as I have, um, say, awakened more, done more spiritual practice, I am much more aware of it. And at first I thought, gee, I'm going backwards. And then people who knew me were always cheering me on like, hey, finally, he expressed some annoyance or, you know, good for you. And and I started to see, well, maybe for me, letting it out or or admitting to it 
was actually a good step in my direction. I think it depends upon what you normally do. I mean, some people are rageaholics. I wouldn't say for them expressing anger is a step in the right direction. But for people who tend to suppress it like me, uh, we have a different task. So what, we, what you do with anger depends upon what your history is and maybe um, uh, what is a growth step might look different for different people. Yes, I think that's absolutely right. Uh, and I think that there's a way of approaching it that can actually work for both extremes. But I'm going to circle back to that a little later and touch on what you talked about, which is your history of suppressing anger. And I, I relate to that extremely well. I, I think when I was a kid, somewhere before or after puberty or right after around that time, I was angry all the time, just an extremely angry person. And I would yell at people and tell them off and scream and stuff like that. And, and you know, my parents came down hard on me and said, you just can't be that way. You just, you know, you just can't be angry. And I just shut it off. Absolutely. I said, mm -hmm. okay, boom. I'm going to say, you're going to lose all your friends. And I, and I stopped being angry. And I completely shut it down and then went into probably 15, 20 years of depression. And, uh, and, and I went to a therapist and the therapist said um, that one of the causes or the main cause of depression is suppressed anger. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, well, of course, that makes perfect sense. So I started expressing my anger every chance I got. And that didn't always work either. Yes, it did let some of the steam off, especially if all, if the only person I'm expressing it to is a therapist, that's what he's there for. You know, just letting it yeah. all out and just letting him have it. That was good. That let off a lot of the steam. That really helped. But in general life, it didn't, it didn't help at all. And that brings me back to full circle to, to what I was going to, what I started with, which was the idea that we think of only two responses to anger, only two tactics that we can do. We can either repress it or we can express it. But there really is a third option, which is to experience it fully, directly in our bodies without the story or the concepts around it. And that we can do without hurting people and yelling at people all the time and without suppressing it and doing spiritual bypass or severe depression. Yeah, and not only experiencing it in our body and just feeling it separate from the story, but also I think the next step, which I'm just starting to experience this, is feeling it in our body while at the same time being aware of the background of awareness. So it feels like the anger is there, but it's in a bigger container than just me being angry. And the ability to experience both those things at the same time is something that people like uh, Adyashanti and other spiritual teachers have talked about. It's not an easy thing to do. It really takes some practice, but enlightened people get angry. They just experience it as one thing amongst the container of awareness. That's right. And there's so many other things in awareness. In other words, you have anger. And when you notice the awareness that the anger is appearing in, you also see that, well, it's the same awareness that 
my body sensations are appearing in, that sounds are appearing in, and it becomes much bigger and more spacious. And um, I was listening recently to a talk by Eckhart Tolle about anger, and he, he talked about being the witness to anger. You, you witness your anger in, from the same place as you witness, say, maybe you're feeling hungry. Or maybe you're nervous because uh, you have an interview or something like that. Or you're just hearing something that you, that when you approach it, when you go to the witness of it, to the larger spaciousness around the anger, then you don't have to actually do anything. It starts to sort of resolve itself from that. And I, mm -hmm. I found that to be true and quite profound. Yeah. And I think even that option, though, isn't always the growth option for somebody, you know, because that can even be a spiritual bypass. So for me, I have to be really careful that I am not using uh, these methods or these ideas to avoid the vulnerability of saying, you know, I'm really pissed off about that, <laughs> which I haven't traditionally been able to do for very long. And it's still a little scary. Um, so it, it's a, it's a tricky thing. And then anger by itself is so, um, sticky, you know, it doesn't lend itself well to, oh yes, there's anger. And then there's the background of awareness. You know, it's, it, it has a way of grabbing your attention, making you feel very real and separate and urgent as well. It has all those elements in it. And therefore, to become less reactive to anger uh, is really a process and, and can take years. Yeah, boy, what you said is packed with so much insight and interesting stuff. First you're making all, me feel much better. I'm, I'm, as you say <laughs> that, I'm getting less angry. Like, yeah, give it to me, baby. Well, you talked about vulnerability, and vulnerability is actually at, is actually underneath anger it's at the root of anger i mean every situation in which we're angry comes about because there's something in our experience that we're trying to control and why are we trying to control our experience to avoid our vulnerability to avoid our core wounds to avoid our our deep our deepest hidden feelings and the other thing that you said was that yes it's true that anger it calls attention to himself. It says, me, 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 pay attention to me. Don't, don't pay attention to anything else. And, and so it's sticky in that way. Mm -hmm. But you can just simply ask, okay, this anger is here. What else is here? Mm. Yes, the anger is here. I also hear sounds. They're in awareness. I also feel my body. They're in awareness. So I would say that there's two that, that you have to, allow the anger to be there. You have to fully experience it and you have to notice the awareness that it appears in and see if you can temporarily drop the strategies that you're coming up with in your mind to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's also interesting to explore what triggers our anger. And I have a couple of interesting stories about that. 
you know, anger really means that you have a rule for how something should be, and then that rule is being violated. Yep. So, you know, I think grocery store lines should last longer than, or shouldn't last longer than five minutes. And if mine has taken 20 minutes, I'm probably angry. Now, it's interesting. I've been to India, and in India, all these American rules that I have are were immediately hitting again and again because you know a line in india might last an hour or something might happen that i realize oh i have a rule that when you go into a gas station the the toilet should work but they don't have that rule you know or that when i go into my hotel room the light should work they don't have that rule you know it might work it might not but it's certainly not a given so I spent the first week in India being annoyed all the time, and it was hell. And then eventually you get to a point where you just have to let go of all those rules and expectations, and then you're like in a more surrendered state. And it was interesting that after a while I was like, yeah, of course the light doesn't work, of course the TV doesn't work, and you know I might be able to mail this today, but you know they might close because the guy feels like leaving the post office, and. And I got totally relaxed. And then a friend of mine came from America with all his rules and expectations. And it was very unpleasant being around him because he was totally pissed off for the first week. You know, because <laughs> once again, he was hitting all these things. I said, you know, let's take a break for a few days. In a few days, come back. You'll be in a more relaxed, peaceful place. And it will be more pleasant to spend time with you. And you know, that's not the way we normally think of it. We think that we have a right to everything. We have a right to Zoom working. We have a right to going out and shopping without a mask. You see how angry people are that they have to wear a mask in a pandemic. And I think that a lot of times it is helpful to look at how much, how many things trigger our anger. So not just the, you know, that it's in the background of awareness, but to see our conditioning, the rules that we've been given largely by our parents or society, and how a lot of them really don't make sense, or they're really indulgent, or they're really not necessary. I remember um, Ramdas Guru said to him, Ramdas, just drop your anger. You know, he didn't say, be aware of it. He didn't say, uh, work it out in a session. He said, look, all your rules are ridiculous. Just drop it. Uh, so that that's another <laughs> that's another approach, uh, though hard to do in the real world. Well, I think that's a real interesting and, and and fun approach, and it's it's true that when you're angry because you have a rule over the way something should be, that you can ask yourself, is this rule valid? You mm -hmm. know, or you can ask, well, why? Why should it be that way? Or why shouldn't it be the way it is? And, and you I like can that actually, question. I like that yeah. question. Why, why shouldn't should... it be the way it is? Why, or yeah. why shouldn't my computer break down every three days? Exactly. Why shouldn't it be that way? I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times that's actually helped me. Well, well, why shouldn't it? You know, uh -huh. it, it, 
including fault, you know, feelings that I have or faults of I have, that I have or actions of other people, people getting off the subway before I come on. That's a rule I have. They shouldn't do that. I should get on. And then they, should, no, they should. Yeah. I, they should, they should let me off before they get on. <laughs> That's the rule. <laughs> I think that was in the Bible of the 10 commandments. Yeah, it was. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Thou, thou shalt let the people on the subway off first um, mm-hmm. before thou gettest on. And, um, but when I said, well, wait a minute, you know, they, they want a seat. You know, maybe they can go in one side of the door and I can go out the other side. In other words, why shouldn't it be? It's the way it's happening. And I bet you, I bet you that you couldn't find an exception to this, that all anger is based on the idea of how things should be. Right. And only people with big egos, humble people don't get angry that much. Like they don't have so many rules of how things should be. They don't, they don't take offense so easily, you know? And I think that's part of the dealing with this big obstacle to peace is, well, why am I so, so big of an ego that I take offense with that people are coming out or this is taking five extra minutes or all that stuff that it's, it's a useful reminder that we're certainly not being humble in that moment. That's right. And another thing about anger is the time element. Um, When we have an idea that we're not supposed to be angry, that we shouldn't get angry, that other people shouldn't get angry. And then we become angry. We become angry for a long time. Mm -hmm. It, it, It gets internalized. It spins around and around in a little, endless whirlpool inside because because we're we're constricted against it and we're we're resisting it and when you let go of that idea that it shouldn't be here when you start to relax even just physically relaxed but also emotionally relaxed then the anger comes maybe it swirls around a little bit but it it shoots on out the other side so it actually you know, there are many people who are pretty spiritually advanced who still get angry, but the anger comes, the anger goes. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's there's righteous anger. I mean, you know, we all saw George Floyd be killed, which either made you sad or angry or both. And um, there's, you know, that's that's something that spurs us into action sometimes when we see that something is clearly not right. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, and I, I talk about, I'm going to talk about this a little bit in my meditation, but I, I sort of distinguish between two different types of anger. And there's the anger that comes when you see social injustice like that. Mm-hmm. And that you ask, you must ask yourself, okay, this is wrong. I feel this is wrong. I'm angry. Is there a step that I can take? to make things better. And if mm. there is, then you do it. And I call that political anger. It's just my mm-hmm. term for it. And then there's the anger that comes when things just don't go your way. When personally, the idea of how other people should treat you or how things should work or how things should be designed or how your personality should be isn't the way you want it to be. That's a more personal anger. I call that psychological anger. 
So I kind of make a distinction between the political, which you can act upon, and the psychological, which has to do with your idea of how you, of how you as an ego should be treated and how the world should comply to your idea of how it ought to be. I'm glad you said that because I do agree that the world should comply to how my idea of how it should be. <laughs> I'm glad we got you to agree to that. Um, I'm kidding, of course. But of course. you make a good point that I like that distinction of, of personal psychological anger, largely due to maybe indulgent expectations and righteous anger based on seeing an injustice that we're reacting against. Yeah. Very different. I mean, they feel the same sometimes, but they have very different purposes potentially. You know, uh, another way of looking at anger, which I really appreciate in our interview with Adyashanti, he uh, said something that really got made my mind explode. And that was the opposite side of the coin of anger is it shows that you care about something. So I've been using that kind of as a technique, like, okay, I'm angry at our political situation. Well, that means that I really care about our government, you know, or I care about the, you know, the, the response to the pandemic has not been, let's say, stellar, um, that I care about the people who are suffering. And that really gave me a different spin, uh, even on you know stupid things I get angry at, like you know my computer uh, shut down. Well, I care about getting this project done, or I care about uh, my computer working well. And that's kind of like your idea that there's more than just the anger going on. There's you care about people, or you care about getting a project done, and it has given me a little bit more space when I get angry. Yeah, I like that. And one of the things that I really like about that idea about caring is that if you ask yourself, well, what is it that I care about in this situation in which I find myself angry? Then it shifts your focus to something positive, something yeah. you can actually do something about to be helpful as opposed to something that you're against something that you want to oppose, someone that you want to take down. Uh, it, it becomes, it, it, I think it can lead to more constructive action. Yeah. And then there's, how do you, you know, if you're really angry, what are other ways to express it constructively? Uh, I once went to a therapist, you know, I'm a therapist, and I was wondering how, how can people deal with this if they have a lot of anger and and she said the way that mammals tend to do that is they hit something so you know hit your bed or push against the wall and get it out physically because it's a very physical experience and sometimes before you can really be aware of it you have to let out a little bit of that steam so sometimes um what i do is i play loud music uh, I recommend uh, ACDC and U2 and scream while I hit my bed. And uh, lately, that's been very useful with our political situation that I'm not happy with. 
and I don't have to carry it throughout my day and perhaps have it leak out at people I care about. That's right. I think that's really good, good advice, a good, good thing to do. And I, and I think that every office should, um, should be supplied with several private soundproof rooms with beds and pillows in them. Um, because, you know, the old adage, never send an email when you're angry. You can yeah. write the email when you're angry, when you're angry, but don't send it. Go into that room, bang the pillow, and uh -huh. then come back and reread it and, and see if you can be more constructive. But in that scenario, you're not repressing it. Right. You're not denying that you're angry. And I bet you every therapist in the world is way too familiar with, um, are you angry? No. What makes you think I'm angry? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Or, or, um, or um, well, well how, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling that you shouldn't do this. <laughs> yeah. Or, I'm feeling is, fine. Yeah, which is, yeah, right. So, yeah, but when you sort of relax a little bit and say, okay, all right, I admit it. There's anger, anger is present. That's the, oh, the other thing, and Stuart Schwartz talks about this a lot. He has a very simple technique for all emotions. Anger is present, take a breath. Mm -hmm. And the other thing about a wording like anger is present, it's a lot actually more accurate and truthful than I am angry because you become identified with the anger that way, where as opposed to anger is present. And anger, the other thing that Eckhart Tolle talked about, the witness, is that you see anger not as your anger. You see it as an energy coming from, in fact, he calls it the anger energy mm -hmm. flowing through you, as opposed to my thing, my anger. It's no, there is some anger energy flowing through right now. I know that might sound a little bit kind of new agey and woo woo when you're really, really, really pissed off to say there's anger energy flowing through me. But seriously, folks, <laughs> if you can get over that, it can yeah. really help to, 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 to see the space to be bigger than the anger and not, not be only the anger. Mm -hmm. And with all these tools, you have to find the right tool for you in the right moment. So one person saying, uh, yes, there's anger energy flowing through me would be a spiritual bypass. For another uh -huh. person, it would be like, wow, that's a really new experience to do that. So, you know, we give out a lot of tools and your mission, should you decide to accept it, is to try to be honest with yourself and say, is this a tool that is moving me forward, um, is new, is perhaps interesting to explore, or is this kind of a way for me to, I don't know, distance myself or not be vulnerable when I really should be? Right. Is it a strategy to, to alter, change, or prevent my experience in some way, mm -hmm. I think is the key question that you have to ask. And if it is, try another technique. And if it's not, go for it. Or at and least even try it. Even anger can be a strategy, you know, so that you're not feeling other things. It's often mass other feelings. Like I was noticing 
that anger often is something that I might go to to avoid a different feeling, such as the feeling of powerlessness. And powerlessness is a really hard or scary feeling for most men uh, to feel. So sometimes when I'm angry, I'll, I'll just sit with it and go, what's really going on? Oh, I feel like I, I have no power in this situation. I'll allow myself to feel that. And that feels really honest and beneficial. Oh, that is so wise. It's so true. And we, we, we touched on that a little bit before when we talked about the vulnerability that's underneath the anger. And I'm sure you've experienced this as a therapist many times, people who have suppressed their anger for a long time and finally can sit and start to get it out with a good therapist, that the anger will come out and the anger will come out and they'll quiet down, quiet down, and then tears will flow. Mm -hmm. Because there's that vulnerability or that sense of powerlessness or that really deep wound underneath it is now no longer covered up by that layer of anger. And, yeah. and you know, we have to know how to touch that in order to heal. So we have to be relaxed enough and we have to either create a safe space for ourselves, or be with a safe person like a therapist, a spiritual teacher, or a friend. Absolutely. I remember Ramdas shared another story of how uh, his, his guru kept telling him, uh, Ramdas, tell the truth. And then the next time he'd see him, he'd say, Ramdas, love everybody. And he was getting very, very annoyed at all the people around his guru who's now taken up his time. And so he wasn't able to spend much time with him. And he was just totally pissed off. And uh, somebody gave Ramdas a meal and he was so upset, he took the meal and threw it at this guy who gave it to him. So his guru asked, uh, Ramdas, come here, you know. And he says, What's going on? And Ramdas said, I'm just totally pissed off. I hate everybody. And uh, his guru said, well, I told you to love everybody. And Ramdas said, well, yeah, you told me to love everybody, but you also told me to tell the truth. And the truth is I hate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember the end of the, of the story. Oh, but... <laughs> no, I want to find out how that got resolved. <laughs> oh, oh, no, now I remember. So the guru said, so I want you to tell the truth, and I want you to love everybody. And Ramdas then said he kind of had a vision that someday the truth would be that he loved everybody. You know, that he wasn't there yet, um, but he could see that by telling the truth, things would purify in him and eventually change, and he would get to the place where the truth was that he loved everybody. And yeah. he was telling the story, you know, a few years before he died. And he said, and now that is the case. You know, everybody that I see, I love. And, um, you know, it just took a bunch of years. Yeah, yeah. And that's a great story. And there's a couple of other, I think, nuggets of truth in that story. Um, one is that actually love is true. Because love is our original nature. Pure awareness is love because it allows everything 
to be as it is. So when you really, really tell the ultimate truth, you're, you, you, you're talking about love. Mm. And um, I forgot what the other nugget of truth was. It'll come to me. <laughs> it, it disappeared into the great void. Disappeared into the great void. The, the grape void. The great the void. void. The grapevine. Uh-huh. Well, that could be a great new song. I heard it through the great void. <laughs> Only, oh, and whether or not a person got it would, would show their level of spiritual attainment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember the other nugget of truth is that when you're angry, there's something untrue that you're telling yourself. Mm which is, this shouldn't be the way it is. Yeah, right. I remember Byron Katie um, one time when I was watching her at an event, uh, a lot of people were upset with you know, our politics. And she said something really interesting. She said, you being upset means that you know how the whole story ends and that you know what is good and what is bad in the future, which is a lot of mind assumptions you know she said i'm not that smart i have no idea how things turn out i have no idea what's good or bad in the moment i i might be able to tell you what i like and don't like but to get all self-righteous means that you you're like playing god in that moment and uh that that was impactful yeah well for someone who says she's not so smart she's really smart yeah, that's true. I wish I wasn't so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's been fun. I'm no longer pissed off. That pisses oh, me off. You got darn. Me How are we going to do the meditation then? I don't know. Well, <laughs> Anyways, I'm looking forward to the meditation, even though I'm not pissed off now. I'm sure, I'm sure it will revisit me soon. <laughs> Good. Well, shall we jump into it? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Okay, I'm going to start with a little intro and then get into the meditation proper. When we talk about anger, it's useful to make a distinction between anger over social injustice and anger over your immediate situation and your interactions with other people or other things or yourself. Much anger when it's over social injustice is useful. It's even necessary. Good people have been wronged by a system that devalues their humanity. There are plenty of examples of this in the world today. So let's call this political anger. But most anger that we humans experience is a personal anger that's felt as a reaction to an immediate personal challenge to our idea of the way things should go for me right now. Let's call this psychological anger. As for political anger, if there's something you can do about the situation that caused it, by all means, go ahead and do it. Especially if there's a good chance that it'll be effective in bringing about the change you desire. But for now, let's focus on psychological anger. It's the anger you feel when things don't work out as they're designed to, and the instructions are confusing. It's the anger you feel when someone breaks the rules in a public place. It's the anger you feel when someone criticizes you. 
It's the anger you feel when your family and friends just don't act the way you think they ought to, or things in your life just don't go the way you think they should. So let's start by taking a few easy deep breaths as you begin to relax. And think of a time when you were angry. If you're angry right now, fine, use that. If not, remember a time when you were angry or when you felt strong anger. Tell yourself a little bit of the story around the situation in which you are angry. See if you can work yourself up to feeling that anger now, or at least remembering it vividly. Now, Let's get curious. Where in your body do you feel this anger? What does it feel like? Does it have a temperature? Does it have a color? What does it look like? Is there a, a visual pattern to it? A shape? As you focus on the direct sensation of the anger, you'll notice the story about it dropping away. Let it drop away. What if the anger were simply a sensation without a story attached to it? How would it be to experience this feeling directly without using any words to interpret it? Treat it as if it were just an abstract sensation, like a tingling or a vibration. Just for now, drop any thoughts about what caused it, how to get rid of it, or any idea about whether it should be here or not. It is here. Notice it.
drop any strategy you might employ to make it go away. This is direct experience, just pure emotion without any story about it. This is experiencing anger purely. Then ask yourself, whose anger is it? What if it's not my anger, it's simply a sensation appearing in awareness along with everything else that appears. Who or what is noticing this pure sensation? Be that, that knowingness, that awareness, that clear field in which all your sensations and experiences appear. Now, open your eyes, take a couple of easy deep breaths, and then you can decide whether to act upon it or not. Either way, you'll be choosing purely because you have looked at the anger truthfully for what it is, a sensation in your body that's experienced and known by you, awareness, along with all the other sensations and perceptions that appear in you. That was very, very interesting. I went into a rather deep altered state. I feel like I just uh, took a drug. You know, it's interesting. I think anger has a lot of energy attached to it. So when it's, say, played with and transformed in that way, it can really alter consciousness in interesting ways. Wow, that's really cool to hear. And yes, that's right. There is so much energy and anger. I mean, sometimes you find new energy that you didn't have because when I was angry, it used to be the first thing I would do is get tired. No, that mm. would be the second thing I'd do. The first thing I would do would eat, be to eat something <laughs> and then get tired. Uh-huh. But so much energy can can be freed up when yeah. you're not so involved in in controlling the world and your own emotions and your own inner world. Yeah. Wow. I look forward to um, you know 
have our listeners and us play with it this week. We gave a lot of ideas, a lot of tools. Uh, the world will do its best to piss you off this week. It seems to be programmed to help us with this. Yep. And, you know, do some anger experiments to see what what you can learn and what you can explore. You know, we're, we're, we're not the only explorers. We're here to invite you to explore your own ideas and, and emotions, and hopefully we can help inspire that. Well said. And if you are so inclined, uh, listen to our meditations, tell your friends. We have a donate button, we have articles. We uh, have a lot of goodies on our website, awarenessexplorers.com. We appreciate your support in any way you can, reviews, etc. cetera. Um, and we keep putting up new stuff. So thank you for doing that, Brian. Oh, you're very welcome, Jonathan. Thank you for hosting this so smoothly. Yeah, and now I'm not even angry anymore. So, so that was a, a, a perk from, from <laughs> hosting a show on anger. Anyways. <laughs> Good being with you again, Brian, and to our listeners, thanks for listening and keep exploring. Keep exploring. Thank you for listening to Awareness Explorers. To learn more, you can check out our website at awarenessexplorers.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. We'd love it if you would post a review. And please share our link on Facebook and with family and friends. Because knowing yourself as awareness is the greatest gift you can give yourself or someone you love.